This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, a listener-sponsored review of the 1991 Bruce Willis movie, Hudson Hawk. Plus, Marvel is bringing Wonder Man to the small screen. The Ezra Miller situation gets crazier. Quick thoughts on the latest episodes of Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan Kenobi and a whole lot more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, June 19th, 2022. This is Frank Grillo. You know me, but who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Hello and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And we'll peep you next time. And we'll peep you. See you, thanks. What? What happened? Sorry. Man, I am easily suggestible here. You know that, Anthony. Don't. I know. You know, you could just trip me. Also joining us, the world's worst cat burglar. Uh, we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? How's it going? Yeah, I only steal cats, and I'm really <laughs> bad at it. I th- I thought you were gonna go with the world's worst rat burglar. Oh, rat burglar! What I don't okay, it's a play on the cat burglar. I used to be called right. a turd burglar. Turd burglar? No, that's Amber Heard's new title. Oh yeah, she's taking that. She can have that title. They I'll call give it, it up. They call him Douche Willis. Do you sing loudly while you're stealing cats, Rugs? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> That's why I always I can't do it well. Good. You're singing the and worst. the cat hears you and they run away. Yeah. Rat burglar maybe would have been better, Anthony. I like that uh I like that note. But yeah. nobody has a rat to steal. Well, exactly. You, well yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're living in the alleys of New York where there are more rats than people. That's true. Uh and they wouldn't mind if you burgled the rats. All right. We got a couple of things in the news. We got a fun review, fellas. Let's hit it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Just a few things to warm up. We're going to start with something light and then talk about some crazy shit. The light thing uh, regards Marvel and Disney. So Disney Plus Day is coming soon. It's in September, September 8th. And, you know, that's the platform where they do the presentation. that's coming soon? That's soon enough. It's approaching <laughs> soon. I mean, you're going to blink in when three months. When you said this is coming soon, I thought it was like next week. I thought it was like July. Now, right, look, it's a few months away. So <laughs> is that coming soon? I um, guess I guess it's all relative, right? But I just a, thought well, you meant, you know, it's approaching. Soon would have implied for me. Like tomorrow. A cu- couple weeks okay. at, at, the mo- at the most. I'll have to pick find better words to describe <laughs> things. Not coming soon, but coming in three months, Disney Plus Day. But, but the point is, that's where... Marvel releases all and Disney and Star Wars releases all their new shows, the new announcements, lots of fun, lots of geek boner moments. But one of these projects may have been revealed early. The Hollywood Reporter confirming there is a Wonder Man TV show officially in development. Wonder Man. Now, who is bringing the show to life? This is part of that overall deal 
that uh, Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton made with Disney a while back. So he's going to be working on the show, directing a few episodes with writer Andrew Guest, who has uh, worked on shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 30 Rock, Community. He did work on Hawkeye. So there's your talent. Now, we almost saw Wonder Man in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Nathan Fillion was cast. I believe we even talked about some of the behind-the-scenes uh, movie photos. Like, it was going to be these, like, movie spoofs in-universe because Wonder Man's like a stuntman actor. All that shit got cut out of the movie. Obviously, never happened. Uh, and then the next place he shows up is in that Modoc stop-motion show on Hulu which is not Marvel canon, and it's one season that's been canceled. He was in that. He was kind of funny. Uh, other uh, sites reporting this possibly will be a satire on Hollywood and the industry, this show. First of all, anybody a Wonder Man fan? What do you guys know about the Wonder Man? I just remember him being in West Coast Avengers. Correct. He was in the West Coast and Avengers. And he had like a cool costume at that time because it was the coolest version of his costume where he had the the red W. And I the, like that. Yeah. The muscle shirt. Yeah. And, and the red bracelets. And for some reason, he had big pockets on the sides. Wonder yeah, Man doesn't need pockets. Well, he had a big like Rob Layfield pouches on oh, the side. Get and um, I just thought he was he was. Pretty powerful, I remember. And uh, then at some point, he just became pure energy or something. I, and then I don't, and then I stopped being interested in him. He's got a crazy history. Anthony, anything on the Simon Williams that does anything for you? Uh, at some point, wasn't he purple? Like a purple energy? Was that no? Sure, that no? I think he was. I think he was okay. all energy at some point. That's what I remember him. I think I remember him from that cartoon, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, he was on Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I think he was. I okay. thought he was like purple in that. So I don't really know a lot about the Wonder Man. This, he's like a got. He's made of ionic energy or ionic something. Ionic beams. Yeah. Here's a quick rundown. So it does sound though there is a lot of ways they can slip this into the MCU. He has a lot of connections to already existing MCU stuff that's happening. So. Wonder Man is one of Marvel's oldest characters, uh, debuting in Avengers number nine in 1964 as a bad guy. Right. He's originally a villain. He becomes a hero. He joins the Avengers in the 70s. And then in the 80s, he kind of gets uh, bigger. He joins West Coast Avengers. He's also a stuntman and an actor. So apparently Ultron had used his part of his brainwaves to create vision. And there was always like a brotherly thing with Vision because they share the Vision's same. brother. He's kind of Vision's brother. Mm. Even so, to the point when Vision became white Vision and lost emotions and kind of got distant from Wanda. Like Wonder Simon Williams like hooked up with Wanda uh, during that Whoa, time. What a yeah. dick. Yeah, he did that. He did that whole thing. He's like, oh, you're a, your man's turned white and doesn't have feel anymore. I'm Wonder Man. Want to guess what else is Wonder on me? I make bread. I always thought he made bread. He's not the Wonder Bread guy. <laughs> Anyways, his powers. So, so there's one connection: Vision, Scarlet Witch. We have the White Vision. You could start him somewhere there. But Baron Zemo originally experimented on him with ionic energy and gave him these powers. And like you said, Rugs, he has crazy powers like enhanced strength, speed, flight, invulnerability, regenerative like he can do anything, healing, pretty much, pretty but- much, shape shifting, teleportation. Apparently, he doesn't need food or sleep or water to survive anymore. He's just like, uh, he. Be, well, that's when he became an ionic, self-sustaining ionic energy. Isn't like a, a crazy character. Isn't like the DC uh, 
Captain Adam the same thing or something like that? Uh, maybe. It sounds like Wonder Man can do anything. So, Anthony, let me ask you. We're excited for Wonder Man. Do you see a place for him in this MCU? I mean, at this point, it seems like they're making everything. So, yes. yeah, there is a place for him just because they literally are throwing everything they can either on screen in one way or another, uh, especially on Disney Plus. So, I, I don't, I don't have any connection to Wonder Man. So, yeah, me neither. I have no. I really have no. Uh, other than the fact that they're just throwing everything on screen, I have no opinion on it whatsoever. Oh, his brother is the Grim Reaper also. His actual oh. brother. And then Ultra and then Vision was kind of like his, you know, another kind of brother. Well, you got like a good bad guy there or a good like opposite side of the coin there. Ruggs, how do you want to see them do this? Do you bring him in as a bad guy and then flip him? Should Nathan Fillion, who I thought was perfect in the role back then, can he should he still? No, don't ca- get an old, old yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, he might be aging out a little of this. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where you have an opportunity to take this character and reinvent them. Uh, as I said, this character is is like small enough that you can kind of do whatever you want with them, but big enough that some people will remember. Anybody who remembers reading yeah. Avengers, West Coast Avengers, or any of these like mainstream titles will have crossed his path at one point. And you go, oh, I know Wonder Man. I know the green version. I know the red version. I know the black version. All That's and the purple point. version. A lot of he's not a versions. He's not completely <laughs> obscure, and he has been part of like big storylines. So, yeah, yeah. Right. Everyone's he's getting very, a show. One of the things about Wonder Man is that he's always been really, really powerful. And then they tried to give him his own book a couple times. Yeah, it didn't fly. Did and it? they ne- and for some reason they could just never make him work on his own. I think it's when you have that much power and you can do pretty much anything. I, I think it's not as attractive as. Like someone like Spider-Man who has struggles and right. can only do a certain amount of things. Unless you're in a Marvel movie, then you can do everything. But, um, yeah. I mean, I can't, I like that if the the angle of him being a stuntman and a celebrity and an actor and he's like all big on himself. And maybe this is a satire on Hollywood. Yeah, that that's the work. angle. Marvel's trying to figure out. They don't care about the heroes so much. They care about what kind of a TV show they can make. That's yeah. a good point. So... The genre, the way, who they can attract. Yeah, the Ally McBeal show. The that's angle the angle. The Fall you Guy. Know, the, Will this be like the Fall Guy? This is a really old reference. Nobody knows Lee Majors as the Fall Guy. It was a Fall show. Fall Guy was great. Fall yeah. Guy was great. It was a show about a stuntman who would get into adventures, I guess. Uh, it came out in the early 80s. Who's the hot chick on that show? Heather Thomas? Uh, the Fall Guy. Yeah. Because he had Heather Locklear. No, that wasn't Heather Locklear. Heather Thomas. That was you are the- absolutely correct. Yeah. Marky yeah. Post was in that show, too. I used to love that show. I loved Lee Majors and the Fall Guy. Well, so- he, was the, he was the $6 million man before that. And yes. this is like, yep. I don't know how old he was when he was probably in his early 50s. Yeah. He, he was the yeah. Fall Guy. Yeah, he was kind of chunky, too, right? He didn't like have like a, you know, like a muscular... Physique. Well, he, he was, was very hassle. He was like the prototype of Hasselhoff, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He was like the Hasselhoff before the Hassel. Absolutely. So if they do like an action comedy about a stuntman, Hollywood, like you can make like the Fall Guy. I could see that. That might be good. Listener, let us know what you think of Wonder Man coming to Disney Plus. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There is a link in the show notes. It's an exclusive closed group just for you. Lots of spoiler threads flying around. Every week, as we are have threads for uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Stranger Things, 
The Boys, Miss Marvel, uh, lots of things. Lots of shows uh, to watch and spoil and geek out about on our Facebook page. Join it today. Okay, that was the light warm-up. Let's get to the crazy talk. Now, a couple months ago, we discussed one Ezra Miller and his antics in Hawaii. I think that's how you say Hawaii. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there was a karaoke, and he didn't like it, and he's threatening people, throwing things, restraining order, craziness. Well... Well, since then, the man hasn't slowed down. Let's let's say uh, the earlier this month, uh, he was accused of physical abuse and brainwashing of an 18 year old activist, Gibson Iron Eyes, uh, and keeping them from their parents. That story is crazy. Have you guys heard any of the details of this story? No. Yeah, I have. What have you heard, Anthony? That he this this young girl's on the run with him or something and or I don't know where the hell she is but they met at a young age yep. she's well, looks, she was looks young up to him. yeah she when she was young yeah she like kind of looks up to him or I don't know what their relationship was but then like the family's looking for her and he's kind of like taunting them in social media oh and she's saying like she's not she's not influenced by him she's doing this on her own type thing. It has been a wild story. So he met uh, Gibson Iron Eyes at a protest at Standing Rock Reservation in 2016 when Gibson was 12. And then Ezra Miller and Gibson developed a friendship. And then in the following year, he flew Gibson out, who was 14, to uh, London and a chaperone to a London to visit the set of Fantastic Beasts, where to find them. Uh, but that, And then he like offered to pay for her, pay for them to go to college. And they accused him of giving Gibson alcohol, drugs, LSD, marijuana. They tried to get a restraining order or a physical like distance order. They couldn't find him. She Gibson has been with Ezra Miller, the, the, uh, probably in Hawaii, where all that stuff happened. They couldn't find Ezra Miller to give him this police junction. And then, like you said, he's posting things on Instagram, uh, taunting the police, saying that they're in a multiverse and then deletes the Instagram and they can't find him. You think that was crazy enough? No, this week earlier, uh, another allegation surfaced after a courthouse issued a temporary harassment prevention order against Miller on behalf of a mother and her 12 year old child. Oh. Did, did you hear about this story? Anybody know no. anybody, any details about this one? Anthony? No, 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> So, uh, basically, the Daily Beast uh, reported that uh, they spoke with the mother, her child, and a neighbor. Miller threatened the family, acted inappropriately towards their child, who is non-binary. They say Miller, who shared a mutual friend with the neighbor, had several outbursts while in the neighbor's home on the evening of February 2nd. At some point, they say Miller became fixated on the 12-year-old, complimenting them excessively, moving their chair closer. Made the the child says made them really uncomfortable. He was wearing a bulletproof vest at the time. Also, he showed them a handgun he had, and he was dressed like a cowboy. Also, really weird stories. Really weird stories. So basically, right now, I don't know if they know where Ezra Miller and Gibson Iron Eyes are to serve them these things. Now the ball falls into Warner Brothers court, doesn't it? Because they have a new CEO, David Zaslav, who I do not envy his position at all. 
He's got to figure out what to do. What if you're him, if you're Warner Brothers, what realistically are your options with this Flash movie coming out in the summer of 2023? That has entirely been shot and is in post-production visual effects right now. Any ideas, people? No, they're in a... This is as as bad as it gets almost. If this was like... um 20 years ago, it wouldn't even be an issue. They just fucking released the movie and hope right. for the best. Right. Do their best to quiet it down, call in favors for the, the paper not to run the story, and just wait for the movie to come out, and then, you know, let, let things, you know, happen after the movie comes out. But we're living in a different world now with this internet and, the, and everything kind of flying all over the place and people being informed of things like really easy. So you can't just stamp it out. You can't, you got to somehow reckon with some of it or either have some kind of release, some kind of statement. You got to do something to kind of, you know, soften the blow or soften the, um, the, the impact of like what this person is doing. It is alarming. Warner brothers hasn't, uh, address this right and maybe fine in the beginning they were like let's see if this calms down but now they still haven't said shit and i think even if they said something now it might even do more harm like you should well, yeah, have already said something that's the thing imran what what are they gonna say what can they say exactly they have a they have a movie to uh, promote in a yes. year so you can't really i mean you can say something sure but then what more warner brothers the there's no good move for warner just brothers, put it right? out the, the only thing that they can do in my opinion, is they just have to hope for the best and hope that this no one really like this doesn't pick up more steam. Oh boy! Eventually, this kind of works itself out, and by the time the 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 thing that they have to advance their advantage is this movie's not coming out till what twenty June of twenty twenty three. Yeah. So it's can work to their advantage or it could not. They have that it's the time. Either they let time pass and it just kind of goes away on its own. Or time passes and Ezra Miller keeps fucking up, but that's the only move they have is just to hope they it need turns to take out for the Ezra best. Miller and lock them up in, in a rubber room where no one can get hurt for like a while. I mean, the, yeah. I think one thing you could do right is just cut ties with Ezra Miller and just say, "Look, he's no longer the Flash moving forward." But then, what about this movie? Right? So, <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know. So, uh, the, the, the uh, <laughs> how do you go? We're t- we're cutting ties with this guy. By the way, check out our new watch movie. This movie check out, right? So, I'll put like, a- as I said, they should just they should just deep fake another person in there. Yeah, <laughs> and they just do ADR. Oh my god! The They've already spent oh like two hundred million dollars on this movie. This is a loss. They're, they're in a very with this and the Amber Heard thing. They're like imagine it's just a stroke of really bad luck. They erased him from the movie. That would be fucking. And there's amazing. just like nobody there. But and there's two. He's Ezra Miller is playing two Barry Allen's in the movie, according to the trailer. There's just empty spots now where well, DC DC a lot of stuff like. That DC's done, they really just can't. Some of it's their own making, but this whole movie franchise is really just can't catch a break. No, like you get that. You build your thing on Zack Snyder, it doesn't work out. You do fuck up Justice League. Now you're trying to reinvigorate. Like this was this movie was supposed to kind of reinvigorate everything and make you know kind of connect things potentially. And you're bringing back Michael Keaton. Like this is supposed to be a good, a feel good type story, almost like the like Far From Home or uh, no, excuse me, No Way Home. Where you you're bringing back the bringing back the nostalgia, and now yeah. they're just by not their own doing, it's just getting pissed away right now because this guy's 
this person is crazy. Well, that, that's the <laughs> that's the only angle they can, they have to play here is that mentally ill angle or this person. If see, like, we have this ability to kind of like uh, uh, redeem people by you know acknowledging that they might have mental issues. And they could stand behind that and say, listen, this person is, we're trying to get this person help. This person needs help. This person is not a bet, you know, he's suffering or this person's suffering. We need to help this person. And they all of a sudden they become the victim. So they can do that. They can play that route. And I guess they, if they, they could really play it that way, maybe it, it would soften the blow a little bit. But I, I, that's some really crazy manipulation that they'd have to pull off. I mean, it sounds like Ezra Miller is wants to start a cult or something. This is like moves that cult <laughs> well, leaders do. You know, this smacks of like the Courtney Stodden thing. Remember that? Oh, who's Courtney Stodden? Remember the guy who played Looney Bin Jim? No. Uh, from Punisher Warzone. Okay. He was also in the I Green do, yeah. Mile. Okay. Yeah. He was with this really young girl, Courtney oh. Stodden, oh. a sixteen-year-old girl. Mm. Oh, she's and a they, model. Then, yeah. Oh. Then she they got married and they were. She became famous, and now she's like trying to launch a career, a musical career or something. Wow! But he was, she was 51, six, and, and she, she was, was sixteen, 16 in yes. two thousand eleven. And her parents were cool with it because she was she was getting she was like from like Bumblefuck, and her parents were like, okay, like, well, see, that's the difference. Her parents were cool with it. Uh, Gibson Iron Eyes parents are not cool with it, and they're yeah. trying to get uh, Gibson back. I have a great article from thecut.com. It has all of the allegations on one page, so you can read that. But then in this deadline article, which is another good article, they posit this, what Zaslav can do. It says Zaslav has several choices, and he will make one of them soon. They said among them, he can pull back on heavily promoting the summer 2023 film, confining it to some PNA and no publicity tour, or he can relegate it to streaming with HBO Max, take a write down, or lean in toward making the movie a hit and then drop Miller if they can't straighten things out, kind of like they did with the Johnny Depp from Fantastic Beasts. Because the, those are the, the first two options aren't aren't are not possible. No, you, that that doesn't seem right. You, you you can't not promote this movie. You can't just quietly put it out. No, mm. and you're not going to throw it. You're not going to invest that much, and unless it's unless the movie theaters just close again. You're not gonna not. You're not gonna just throw that on streaming. There's that. It's too big of a. It's movie. too big of a thing, and it's this is so fucked up because this movie is just tainted. There is no winning move here. Like you can't, you can't work yeah. with Ezra Miller. For, and again, no. The, the winning over. move is you just hope that Ezra Miller, that time passes and Ezra Miller, this all kind of goes away. That's the winning move. You just you just wait it out. Yeah, but but what are the odds? What like what are the chances that's going to happen? Because we've given him time, and Ezra Miller has continued to do crazier things. I don't think I don't it's know. over. Probably not. But. If they would have intervened earlier, a lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened. Yeah, but what are they going to do? We can just lock, what, you know, what, what, what what can a studio really do? If this guy's crazy, well, they like, like listen, hey, stop acting listen, crazy. You're fucking up our investment. Man. We'll like we we gotta fucking do something about this. You give him an incentive. But listen, I'll give you a bonus if you fucking stay clean for an entire year, dude. You hire two Throw money at it to shadow him. Th- and this just doesn't seem him. like a reasonable person. Are <laughs> no, you just gonna go? Hey, be quiet for a year, and he's gonna be like, okay. No, you need. He's he's, he's out <laughs> running around punching people in Hawaii no. and 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 making taunting the cops. This isn't a, this isn't like the most sensible human being it is wild 
What? No, you need two big hired goons just all on him at all times. So they, they can afford that. Warner Brothers can afford that. Oh, I can, this is a movie that's writing itself right now. Just do not keep let this let this person out of your sight and make sure they don't do anything. This is your job. Yeah. Aside from that, this is what a mess for what I feel bad for the cast. I feel bad for like Sasha Kale, who's going to be the new Supergirl. I feel bad for uh, director Andy Muschietti, who gets a big superhero movie. This is none of his fault. What, do you feel bad that your your boy, Michael Keaton, is coming I feel back bad. to Batman I know, and he's associated this, with this? I mean, the, he's also in Batgirl, but like I'm so... Excited to see Michael Keaton back as Batman, and now this movie because you, you've been singing those ever since you knew Michael Keaton it. was coming back. You've been throwing on that old Batman soundtrack and singing it in, in your oh, underwear. F, dude, the Prince soundtrack rules. Come on, I'll do the whole fucking party man and the bat dance <laughs> in my underwear. Play both sides. I love that soundtrack, but yes, I love. I'm dying to see Michael Keaton back, and like you said, this is their big like you know Spider Man's coming back moment for them, and. Just completely tainted. Like, there's no way you could even go in and, like, not think about any of this, even a year from now. Uh, did you know? Here's- I mean, I can. I, here's the thing. Yeah. I can separate it. Yeah. I can go into a movie. Okay. I could still, unless he, they, they murder somebody, you know, I, I, I can probably still watch. I, I can still watch movies with Mel Gibson in them and sure. be like, this guy's a complete asshole, yeah. but I still kind of enjoy this movie. No, I guess you're right. Unless they do something just but there's, completely I, I, evil. Yeah, there's people. There's a lot of people are are obviously going to be turned off by this. You know, a rough time. <laughs> you just gotta hope. You just gotta hope. It's a year, so you gotta you gotta hope a year passes. A lot can happen in a year. You gotta hope things swing your way in a year. I I'm gonna predict like seven more incidents in the, <laughs> every month. There's gonna be an Ezra Miller story. Did you hear what they did now? I mean, yeah. The the only other move is to just publicly go, hey, he's no longer our Flash. We we have already filmed the movie. He's not, he's no longer going to be our Flash. We're not going to associate with him, but he's in the movie. In the we movie. can't do anything. Yeah. Please watch the movie. Please, uh, please, Michael watch. Keaton. Please lead the way in promoting this film. God, yeah, you can downplay and uh, that he's that they're in it and upplay that it's that's the that's the only other the move Batman I see movie. is just just publicly being like we're distancing ourselves from Ezra, but. We've already filmed the film, so we can't do anything. <laughs> Maybe just sell can't it. Do anything. Maybe sell it as a Batman movie. Fuck it. Just re fucking cut it no, as a Batman movie. Sell it as a Batman movie. Fool you can't, everybody. That's not realistic. Yeah. And then they go. Oh, like Jurassic, uh, the new Jurassic Park fooled everybody into thinking it was going to be a movie about dinosaurs uh, with people, and that's not what it was about at all. So There is a weird related story. Did you know Flash director Andy Muschietti, not only a filmmaker, but an accomplished artist, illustrator, Rugs? Did you know that? No, I did he, not. He draws comics. So he was given an opportunity to do a variant cover for DC's upcoming prequel comic called The Flash, The Fastest Man Alive. You want to click this one link I in here because they're pulling this cover. Why? Just because the cover features a naked Ezra Miller, Barry Allen getting into the Flash costume with Batman in the background. Just I don't know why he, this was his idea. But it just seems odd to put this out with everything that's going on. But they're pulling this cover. But you see this picture? I did. Hold on. So, let, me, let me click thoughts on that. Thoughts on that, uh, Anthony? Uh, yeah, you really can't do this one. What? <laughs> oh, my God. This is just terrible timing. This is such bad, but why also? It's already, it's already, a, it's already a, tough, a tough look on a cover. Yes. But, uh, yeah, not you can't do that now. Wow. Also, se- weird. Seven bucks? 
It's seven dollars. See the price on that? Seven dollars. Oh, Jesus fuck Christ! You comics. Jesus Christ! When the comics? You, you, you wonder why comics aren't being bought? Fucking hell! Seven dollars for a naked Ezra Miller cover drawn by Andy Machete. It doesn't look like Ezra Miller. Can you? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be him, but uh, them. It. I didn't know it was Ezra until uh, I looked at, it and then you pointed out. Now I can see the resemblance. First off, too buff though. That Ezra's not that big. He's not, no, the, yeah, Ezra's not that cut. But why are you drawing him it, it naked? It looks like he's shorter too. It's yeah. just a weird, a weird idea to do. And well, this is now a rare piece. It's never coming out. So uh, I didn't seven know. Bucks. It, but seven bucks is a lot. Andy Machete's got some skills though. Rugs, what do you think? Not bad, right? I did not no idea he could draw comics. Good <laughs> feet. Feet, good hands. Hands are important. Good feet. Narrative yeah. Feet. No, uh, no excessive pouching. I'm good. <laughs> you have like a Ben Affleck Batman in the back fighting somebody, and oh, it's good. Good for Andy Machete. You should do more comics. Uh, listen. Oh, meantime, there was a rumor that Amber Heard was completely cut out of Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom and replaced. But uh, I don't think that's true. Variety has debunked that report. And she, meantime, she and I think it would be easier to take her out of that movie. Uh, but she's still they haven't cut her out. So Warner Brothers just woof, oh. woof. Oh, my God. I, you got You're in a bad spot right now. Two upcoming movies, two upcoming movies and two just toxic people right now in terms of uh, public opinion. Zaslav's got a job. He's got quite the job. He the, inherited. The good thing about Amber Heard, though, is, yeah, as you mentioned, she's probably not a lead in the in yeah. this aqua. I mean, she is yeah. she is you know she probably you can write her out a little bit more and you could probably just recast that character at the most she probably has no, like no five, one ten no minutes. one's like oh amber heard she was great in aquaman and in justice league we really want to see her as mira yeah nobody if anything cares. actually anyone everyone would probably be happy if you recast her i don't think anybody would even notice to be honest They'd be no. They'd be more pissed that she's in the movie. Right. Just get Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's the redhead. They're the same the person. Redhead. They are. Who would you cast as Mira besides as, Scarlett Johansson? Who is available now? No, not available now. Just fan cast it. Fan cast Mira, hot redhead. Would you? I mean, doesn't have to be redhead. Doesn't have to be redhead. You could get a redhead. She's a redhead, but you can. What, what he means is. You can make someone a redhead pretty easily. At least there. I don't know. Now she's. Oh, she's fucking old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how about you put Anya Taylor Joy? There you go, boom. There you go, something like that. Anybody really? Carrie Mulligan? I don't know. Carrie Mulligan from uh, that movie uh, a couple years ago. Bella Thorne in there. Bella Thorne? Yeah, get Gina Carano. Gina Carano from Mira. No, not not, no, 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 not Gina Carano. There's lots. That's that'd be a bad idea as well. Shalene Woodley or whatever. Just get Amelia Clark. Who? Amelia Clark. Oh, you could get Amelia Clark to play her. Sure, anybody. Shane. She's Wood- not doing anything Shailene now. Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shailene Woodley. No, I don't want to do Shailene no. Woodley. Uh, maybe. Alexandria, Alexandria Daddario. I was just gonna say that. Oh, Alexandria Daddario would be good too. She'd be awesome. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, J Law. You could get her back in the superhero sure. movies. There's, There's no plenty. makeup to wear. There's plenty. You don't need the Amber Heard, but if you're going to cut one, you're going to cut the other. I don't know. You deal with the, these people the same way, a different way. That's tricky. This is a tricky tight wire to walk here, Warner Brothers. Good luck. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks for I, them. I would say good luck to them. I can't wait to good see. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. God bless. <laughs> can't wait to see how this pans out. Listener, in the meantime, you can check out our T Public shop. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop for all Jock and Nerd podcast related swag. 
T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, mugs, cell phone cases, tote bags with lots of different designs. There's always sales going on during the month. There's a link in the description. Go over there, buy some stuff. You're going to be the cool hipster niche dude in the crowd. Last thing in the news. Is uh, being a hipster actually a thing I, now You still? know what? I think we've passed the hipster. I think we're past hipster. Yeah. yeah. Well, like now the, everybody's a hipster. Because the hipsters are like dads now, and you have like hipsters with dad bods, and like that's, they're that generation, and I don't know what the new thing is. I don't know what to replace yeah, the either. hipster, right? Yeah, I don't know what the folk, like the, the up-and-coming cool people are doing now. We had yuppies, then we had <laughs> hipsters, then we had the goths, then we had, I don't know what it is now. Now it's like no, the, YouTubers. But the, the, the yuppies and the the goths weren't. That's not the same. It's not the same. Yuppies, yuppies is, is like no one wanted to be <laughs> like, called a yuppie. A goth is something that you do to piss off, like being a punk, like piss off your parents. Yeah, yeah. You know, piss off the fucking church that you go to. You know, that's what that is. <laughs> and yeah, and you grow out of that. You realize once you're once you're an adult, you're like, I can't dress like this anymore and have a real job. Like being a hipster is being just being a douche. Like, <laughs> like it's like you're thinking that you're so cool, like you're cooler than other people, but right. you're really you're, just you're a, too cool for school. Like, then, oh, I'm living my life in a, in a unique in, in whatever way. You but know, you really buy just, like the weird soap and you eat the food nobody else. You listen to music nobody else does. All that, yeah. Shit. You wear shoes without socks, like Amron. Yeah, see, I tried to be a hipster, <laughs> but now that beard is everywhere. Like everybody has what, like yeah. what is the beard. hipster beard? It's the beard is just PBR. like. Oh, the beer PBR is the hit. Was yeah, the hipster you gotta beer. have like sure. uh, you gotta put wax in your mustache and twirl it. Yeah, up. you gotta twirl it. You gotta have like that hat on. There's nothing when people with beards and hats in the you Starbucks. You gotta have a tattoo a on across your chest or somewhere like really visible. But I feel like hipster's gone. I don't think that's I a think, thing anymore. I feel like it's gone. Too. I don't think. I don't think people. I don't unless I'm just now the like past the point where I where I pick up on what's going on. Yeah, which might be me. Which might be the case. <laughs> I don't hear people saying that's hipster anymore. No, it's because being... I think it's just that's also incorporated into... Everything becomes mainstream at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's kind of what happened. You see, as soon as the consumer, like the corporations start to embrace these, like, uh, you know, non-mainstream things and make them mainstream, they kind of just go away. It's the death of the thing, yeah. Yeah. That kind of happened. I think that kind of happened. So I guess the point is, Imran, I don't know if uh, jock and nerd swag will make you hipster, but you should still buy it. But people, so I'll tell you what. You should still buy it. That's the point. You should still buy it because there's still a thing about wearing like niche t-shirts that people don't know what the fuck it is, right? That's still huge. So people do wear graphic tees that are very niche. Yes. That's a big, and and it's actually very embraced. Most people aren't (laughs) hipsters anymore. They used to be hipsters. They would wear the graphic tees that nobody understood. But now it's uh, a lot more people. So they're conversation starters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, what is that? And then you tell them it's the Look best. Look at this pop- adult wearing a child shirt. What's going on? <laughs> why are you? Why is that so tight? And what's the chocolate nerd podcast? And then you why is everyone tell- at this convention wearing black? Oh wait, that's she fest. <laughs> Everybody's got a black graphic tee. I can't black find graphic my buddy. tee, and it's ninety-five degrees <laughs> out. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. Most, <laughs> hey, you guys are great, G-Fest. Uh, okay, last thing. <laughs> last thing in the news. I got to talk about these Top Gun Maverick numbers because holy shit, holy oh, shit. shit. He continues. We, we, we just, we just, we totally missed the boat on this one, huh? We, I know. We still can. We could have, like, reviewed it and taken advantage of, you know, the, the popularity of this movie. But instead, we, we still- did Jurassic World Dominion ah. and, like, 
other in some TV shows. Uh, Lame. Yeah, look, we could still do it because this thing has <laughs> legs. It has been going week after week. Right now, domestically, it has made $466 million. Eight hundred eighty-five million worldwide. So that domestic total surpasses Doctor Strange domestic total. Wow! At four hundred and five million. Doctor Strange is at nine hundred forty-two million. But this movie's only been out four weeks. The week-to-week drop very tiny. This is now the biggest hit of the year domestically. The biggest hit of Tom Cruise's career. The second biggest film in the history of Paramount Pictures. And the uh, the Forbes guy says this thing has a shot at hitting a hundred dollars. Uh, a billion dollars. <laughs> this thing has a shot at hitting a billion dollars. Oh, for sure. That's this is good. Crazy. This is good, though. This is It's good that like a non- Superhero franchise or big this is great IP yeah that's the big story that uh, I mean Top Top Gun's an IP but you know it's been dormant for forty years almost nobody expected this forty year old sequel that was delayed so many times I mean I remember like we kind of scoffed and laughed at him like oh my god he's doing fucking Top Gun really but holy shit has this just gotten people out to the theaters again and again apparently it's good we have no idea though look there's still time. It's still fuzzy. Uh, We're going to watch it. Maybe I, if I could get time, I'll watch it and review I it. I don't think we'll ever review it. I, every week I've been trying to go see it and then it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I really got to see it. But holy shit, good for Top Gun. And then he's got the Mission Impossible movies going on. It, it beat his last record was the last Mission Impossible movie. So for Tom, to, for Tom Cruise, yeah, good for Tom this, Cruise. This, this late in his career to get a billion dollar movie is crazy. That's Tom Cruise is is going through a renaissance here. He is. He's fucking got a great late late period act You're, going. We thought we were going to get the Keanu sans, and now we got the Cruise sans. Well, yeah, we got the Keanu sans a little bit, and uh, there's another uh, uh, John Wick movie still. It's, it's funny out. how things turn so quick because you would have thought after the Mummy, yeah, you'd go, man, this this guy's career is dead, right? And then he throws a Mission Impossible, a Top Gun. He's got a couple Mission Impossibles, and, and everyone's probably going. Hey, if if I can book Tom Cruise in a movie, I think we're gonna do really well. Like I think he's he could do whatever he wants right now. Yeah, but I think he just wants to jump out of planes and fly Absolutely. helicopters and we talked about this. Yeah. He just wants to do his he just wants to do fun shit. God bless him. He do whatever the fuck he wants and we will pay to see it. So yeah. He he's not doing uh a magnolia or an eyes wide shut anymore. I, and, sure. and you know, he was really good in those too, but yeah. His his career is so crazy, and the the variety of things, and the fact that yeah, this is like we knew like Doctor Strange to do good, and the Batman and Spider Man, but for this to do this well, wow. Where's his rank? I think it might be like the second biggest movie right now. It, it's the, uh, the year for the year. The it's the biggest domestically. It's number wow. one at that four hundred four sixty whatever. Here here's a question. Yeah. Do you think that it will by the end of the year? With what we know is coming out, Thor, Black Panther, and whatever the hell else, do you think it'll be the top movie of the year? Will it sustain, Will it sustain? with... Well, and you have Avatar coming out. Avatar as well. Four, six, it's at 466, 466 right now. Domestic. Let's just say domestically. In in like four weeks. Right. Just, It'll probably get to over 500. Yeah. Man. Do you, do you, is there a movie that'll beat it? Anything could happen. 
Maybe the avatars coming in late in the game, Maybe, late yeah. frame. What's Thor's yep. highest uh, box office? Thor, Thor Ragnarok was. The, it wasn't. It, it wasn't that big. I mean, it was big, but it was not that big. Yeah. It was Thor Ragnarok was three fifteen domestic, but all like kept factor in Black Panthers coming out this year. That was seven hundred million domestic. Oh, that thing made a billion dollars. Oh, that was seven hundred. Yeah, but you don't have T'Challa. Yeah, you don't, but yeah, yeah, you don't have Chadwick. So either that's a good thing, or like right. a good thing in terms of like buzz, people are going to support it, or bad because you know you don't have that actor anymore. Hmm. I think it'll be. I think it'll be an interesting. It'll be close. Race. Yeah. I mean, uh, Top Gun still has a lot of time left in the in the theaters, Absolutely. so this thing could uh, end up anywhere. It no could, one would have if it's that. beating Doctor Strange. And we thought that Doctor Strange was going to be the movie that's going to fucking yeah. shape the Marvel Universe. That's yeah. what we thought it was when we were going to go see it. Yeah. Didn't quite do that. It didn't do that. No. But all remember, when you tried to buy a ticket, it was like, I think people can't buy tickets to Thor now either. So yeah, I, I don't tickets know. tickets are selling out pretty yeah. quickly. It, the fact that it's even in that discussion is amazing. Also, this is all without, I believe, China and Russia releases, which is even crazy. So, yeah, a lot of things going on. Uh, Okay, good place to take a break there. We will play some promos. We'll come back and we will do a Patreon sponsored review of a Bruce Willis movie right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Big on America. Your organization's terrible. Hey guys, this is Jason Dutch with Dig on America Podcast, and I'm here with Big Hops. Do you have and to say your name so weird? <laughs> you want me to say? <laughs> and I'm also here with Mikey Famine. The extruser por- excuse oh. <laughs> Do it over. No, it's staying. No, it's staying the way it is, because this is the way the show is. <laughs> Dig on America here, we explore how American history, policies, and sometimes even our pop culture created the social and political issues facing Americans today. Uh, a little bit about us. I'm your resident brother of the league. <laughs> I love America so much that I demand she be better through constant criticism and protest. Thank you. And uh, in your Obama voice, Mikey. I don't um, like Obama. Of course you don't. You also don't like bathing and healthy meals. What Dig on America is, is it's a healthy criticism of a country. We <laughs> America's already perfect. You should do. We're perfect just like my hands. Well, I mean, a lot of people might say that, but those people probably haven't gone to school or brushed their teeth today. So um, <laughs> we're going to ignore them. But yeah, check out our show. It's unbeholden to any um, corporate overlords, except for Jay-Z, the Bilderberg yeah. Foundation. George Soros sponsored. George Soros. The Clinton yeah. Foundation. Absolutely. And uh, let's not forget Emotep. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our website, digonamerica.com. You can check out all of our audio. We're on every single fucking audio podcast. Podcast app there is out there, Pandora, Spotify, etc. Subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DOA podcast. Hopefully, you'll listen to the show, guys. I won't. Go fuck yourself. Big on America. Doc and her. 
Listener, if you enjoy the show, it is a really good time to join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and we would, we appreciate everyone for their ongoing support. It helps keep the show going every week. But you get things when you sign up, like everyone gets a podcast feed, an exclusive podcast feed that has bonus content. The shows come out early. There's instant reactions, post-shows. Uh, and uh, fun movie reviews like Anthony, you put up another triple feature '80s movie review. Uh, review. What? What? Do you remember what they were? I do. It was movies that I've mentioned that I've seen on the show. Uh, Running Man. Yep. RoboCop and Action Jackson. Just some quick hitters on all three. That is a solid trio of solid, 80s, solid trio of 80s 80s action, action movies. I mean, those are great. Like, I would buy that three pack DVD if I oh, saw yeah. that. If that, yeah. If you're right? like checking out at Target or yeah. Walmart and you see that like three for one special, yeah. like as you're walking out, and it's like you could still get it on DVD. I don't even own a DVD player, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm buying that." There was actually there was I saw Amazon sells a two pack of Running Man and RoboCop, I believe. Like really? they, yeah, for some reason. Uh, why they, that pairing? I don't know. They were selling those <laughs> together. Very strange. I was like, oh, look at this. You can buy a double feature of this. It's like dystopian future. Yeah, it's yeah great. that's true. So that's something uh, you get uh, uh, some tiers on our Patreon page. There's also Discord benefits at certain tiers where you can join us for a monthly geek out on our Patreon only Discord subscriber. I have a little bit of bad news. Patreon member June's Discord hangout. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel. What? I'm wow. sorry. That's very user. strange that you promote something and then cancel it immediately. <laughs> it's, I, look, these <laughs> dates are tentative. And no, it's fine. We'll just regroup and meet in late July. It's usually like the third Thursday of every month. Look, life's been crazy. There's a lot of things going on, which everyone is fine. The four people that show up, I'm sorry. No, more people show up than that. But it is a fun time. We're just going to have to postpone this month to next month. That's all. You should have gotten a notice in our Patreon page. In the mail. In the mail. Marked with a stamp. Yeah. No. On our Patreon page, we'll have all the details. And it would have told you that uh, we're going to have to cancel this month. But July, we'll be back. And you can come hang out. And there's also a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. And that is what we are doing next right here. So... Get in the fan club. Join it today. Jogginair.com slash Patreon. Instead of reviewing some show that's relevant or, or Top movie, Gun Maverick. Yeah, we decided <laughs> to. We love our fans so much that we decided to review this movie. And this movie is uh, sponsored by new patron Jamie Robinson, who is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. He has picked for us this week Hudson Hawk. From 1991, here's your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Did he give a reason why? Yes. Here's how this happened. Uh, a few months ago, remember, we discussed uh, Bruce Willis retiring from acting because he is uh, suffering from a disorder called aphasia that affects his communication skills. Like the saddest thing for an actor absolutely to get it's super tragic right and so yeah. he he had to retire and during our conversation of our favorite bruce willis movies i made mention of like how hudson hawk this movie was for a long time just commonly referred to as the worst movie ever made uh and that made mr throwback thursday actually sign up to the our patreon so that's how you generate revenue people you talk shit and he's like oh no 
You'll talk shit about Hudson Hawk. Well, you, you, I'm going to make you watch it. And that's why he picked it. This movie is a nice hour and 40 minutes long, R-rated. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it has a tomato meter of 33%. Yay. 4.5 out of 10 average rating. The movie was made for about $65 million and goes on to open... It was made for $65 million. In 91, that's a in lot of money. In 1991. And there's a reason. We'll get into why the budget was ballooning. $65 million is a lot for this movie. It only made $7 million opening weekend. Lame. In fact, total, it's only made domestically like $17 million. Does a little better worldwide. But a kind of a commercial and critical fucking Yeah, I remember, I remember Siskel and Ebert like fucking destroyed it. Yes. I was like, holy shit. I mean, like, this movie makes no sense. It's stupid. The jokes don't work. I just remember that. Yeah, it was a a big uh, fucking letdown for Bruce Willis. So the talent bringing you this movie, this is directed by Michael Lehman, who uh, in 1988 directed the movie Heathers with Winona Ryder, Christian Slater. Great fucking movie. I love Heathers. Written by... Bruce Willis. This is his only story credit. Uh, and it was it, idea, I think. It was him and his buddy, Robert Kraft, who is an old music buddy of his. They came up with the idea. So they wrote the story screenplay by Stephen E. D'Souza, who wrote fucking Die Hard, Another 48 Hours, The Running Man, Commando, just amongst, to name a few uh, of the great 80s action movies. And Daniel Walters, who wrote Heathers with Michael, that Michael Lehman directed. So Michael knew Daniel Walters. And then here's some more big 80s names. The movie's produced by Joel Silver, who we talked about. uh, You know, he did Action Jackson, Anthony, Last Boy Scout, Die Hard, Lethal Weapons, Predator, fucking Joel Silver producing, Steven D'Souza writing, Bruce Willis starring in between Bonfire of the Vanities, which was also a flop for him. And Billy Bathgate, and then he does Last Boy Scout and Billy Bathgate after this. Also starring in this movie, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell, the great James Coburn, Richard E. Grant, Sandra Bernhard, uh, and David Caruso, and a couple other people we will get to. There's one I'm not going to mention yet until we get to him, because it's a great reveal. Uh, Anthony, what happens in this movie? Oh, man, this is about (laughs) a cat burglar. Played by Bruce Willis getting out of jail and trying to be on the straight and narrow, but he gets roped into doing more crime. Uh, he has to steal some ancient artifacts, and he's being manipulated by the CIA and some crime people and in the mob. England and, or and the mob. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of people pulling at him, and it's him trying to complete this mission uh, for these people. And uh, it's like one of those, like intentionally the stupid movies, I guess you would say, or, or intentionally like I would, I would frame it similar to like a raising Arizona. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or like Interesting. a airplane or okay. like, like a spoof, like those, a parody, yeah, a I guess a kind of a parody type movie, but you know, I don't know if it's full on parody. I don't know what it's really going yeah. for. Yeah. Slapstick, kind of silly comedy. Slapstick, sure. R-rated, yeah. violent. All of these things. Had you uh, ever seen this movie before, Anthony? No. Rugs, have you ever seen this movie? I have. Okay. I had never seen this movie. I just heard about it. So this is my first time watching after all, you know, like the critical reviews of where it comes out and the bomb watching this now 30 
whatever years later. It's very interesting. Anthony, let's start with you. What did you think overall? This is a very peculiar, strange fucking movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, the tone is all over the place. And you just mentioned, is it is it a slapstick comedy? Is it an action comedy? Is he it body comedy? Six questions. Let him answer the first what one. What did you yes. think? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me just stop. What did you think coming out of this movie? Uh, you know what I'm going to say about this. This is not for this. I hated this movie. <laughs> you you know that I'm going to say that this is. I hated well, raising Arizona. I've never really liked these kinds of movies. The only ones I've ever really liked are like the Naked Gun type movies, but those are way over the top. Airplane, yeah. Airplane, Austin Powers, yes. you know, like Austin Airplane. Powers, yeah, I like. Oh, okay, this one's just isn't it's not for me. I hated this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, the only the only redeeming thing I liked and they, the big mistake I think they made is it should have been more of a Bruce Willis Danny Aiello ah buddy thing yeah but they like sideline that guy for three quarters of the film yeah where does he disappears so and then it just yeah it just I I, I it took me it was very hard for me to finish this movie okay I almost okay. thought about turning it off oh God rugs uh, what about you anything redeeming in this at all for you. Well, I watched this movie at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, geez. Okay. I woke up. I fell asleep and then I woke up at an odd time, like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I got to watch this fucking movie. I might as well do it now because like, I feel like at least I'm not doing anything right now. And I don't feel like I'm wasting my time doing this instead of something else. So I watched it and um, I was like, oh, I know. Now I remember why this movie was so bad. And it's like. Bruce Willis has all this charisma and Diane, Danny, I, I, Diana Aiello, Diana Aiello. Di- Danny Aiello has all this charisma. Yeah. And there's like so much here to, for them to do. And it just descends into like, there's literally parts of the movie where they just jump into a completely different scene. Like yeah. he falls off a bus and he's just at a restaurant. Right. With, he, they jumped with off the building and then he fell into the meeting with and, the bad guys. Like what the fuck and just you happened? You can do that in a naked gun movie yeah. and, and, and you get it. But because it's because when you go and watch like Austin Powers or something like that, you know, you know, Michael Myers is a fucking comedian. Yeah. He sets the tone right away that whatever. And this one, it's like the tone was. It was there like when you saw the Mona Lisa smile. You're like, okay, oh my God. no, we're not, I'm not supposed to take. I'm not supposed to take this movie seriously. But then to go into it, that when something like that happens, it's just jarring for some reason. Like, and that proves that they didn't know how to make it work. All these like things that would work in a um, another movie doesn't work in this movie because it wasn't written with the intention. They didn't know which direction they were going for. All these different musical. All these different things. And um, you can pull that off in an Austin Powers, but this was not Austin Powers by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, look, like I said, it's it's right. It's totally all over the place. There's crazy slapstick shit. It opens in fucking 1400s Italy with Leonardo da Vinci in like a really long scene with like storybook opening like it's fucking Princess Bride or something. It's campy like the 60s Batman. It's zany. It's ridiculous. It's not a good movie, but part of me was entertained by laughing at how bad this fucking movie was. Like yeah. the jokes don't land and uh, people are exploding and it's like super violent, but yet what was your favorite cartoony? line in the movie? What oh was my your God. favorite? There's, like, there's so I have many one. lines. What is your favorite line? There's my so many favorite lines. line is at the end of the movie. I laughed out loud. Yeah. 
like at the top of like my laughing like loudness when Danny Aiello gets off the donkey and he goes airbags and he's like really believe it yes and then he goes and then there was like uh, sprinklers inside the car. <laughs> Can you fucking believe that Bruce Willis is like, yeah, that happens. He's like, wait, yeah, he goes, okay, that's the thing that happened. We yeah. saw. I, I liked that. The, my favorite line. I did. I did smile at that. The one I actually laughed at for me was also with Danny Aiello, where they're they're scoping out. I guess the castle. Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis are about to jump in, and Bruce Willis is like, "There's no one around." He's like, "Let's go on three. And then Danny Aiello looks at him. He's like, "Why don't we just go now?" It's a great and point. Then, I, that line. That was the only one where I was like, all right, that's funny. I like that. Why do they have to count on three? There's cartoon sound effects when, and like, it's like three stooges type fucking action. My favorite, my favorite line, it's so bad. The ambulance gurney scene when somehow this gurney is just has a motor in it and it just keeps going and going. And he's like, how am I driving? Call 1 800. I'm going to fucking die. It's so bad. And then he catches a cigarette from the lady and then and he, he goes, pays the toll. He says menthol. He goes, and he, pays the menthol. he hates the cigarette. And then he pays the fucking toll booth. Like, like the whole movie like flowed like that. Yes. But it's like at some point, like, okay, this is what happens. Let's say you, uh, you're flipping through the cable channels and all of a sudden you come up on Hunts and Hawk and you've never seen it before. You can watch like about five minutes of this movie and it seems like a, like a legitimate real movie. Right. And all of a sudden you can be flipping through the channels and then stop on Hunts and Hawk and then it's all of a sudden it's fucking, can I rape them or you want me oh to rape them? Oh my God. Butterfinger <laughs> goes, you want yeah, me to rape them? people fucking eating fucking what? candy bars and shit. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> the Pope is well, watching Mr. Ed on TV for some reason. Yeah. The uh the other scene that made me laugh was when they both when they all get injected with the darts in the neck and they're paralyzed from the neck down and Danny Aiello's like going on a monologue like come on go get over here I'll just headbutt you or something like that. He's like I'll I'll take you right now fair fight, you know, head to head or something like that. But I mean the movie there are some like clever little things here and there, but when you're I'll give it credit in that it it's taking a big swing. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. trying to do something different. But there's just not for me because the story isn't compelling enough and there's not enough laughs for me to really enjoy it. So when you take a big swing like that and it doesn't hit for someone like me, then it absolutely is. Gonna, I'm going to hate it. And I, I just really did not like it. I mean, movie. I agree with what uh, who said it. he should have dug into like the Danny Aiello Bruce Willis uh, relationship where they're, you know, that's the best part. Yeah. Like, a lot of people saying it's reminiscent of like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. I th- it's clever how like they they know the timing of their capers by the songs and it's weird that he just knows how long every song is to the second this is fucking odd like, it's the- weird it's a weird because it doesn't play that doesn't pay off at no, anything no it doesn't there's two musical numbers <laughs> that they start and I'm like that whole opening scene in the in the museum where they're singing loudly and then it just turns to like cartoony like he pulls the rope and they they fall and he knocks his heads together. So it does these cartoony things. And I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then the next scene, this fucking auctioneer just explodes as he gambles. Yeah, like, like, what the fuck is violent going death? Just violent. Oh, here's another great scene at the very end when he's fighting that uh, fucking British guy and he gets them up on the door with the knives and decapitates them. And then he goes, he won't be going to the hat convention in July. I was like, oh boy, wow. Yeah, that's some bad wow, jokes. That's there. The, and I hate when dogs uh, get hurt, but it was hilarious when he shot the tennis ball in the dog's mouth. They went flying out the window. 
Oh. What about Frank Stallone being in there? Frank Stallone. They make a joke about his brother. He's like, your stupid brother could even get this. I, I was like, is this a bargain basement, Sylvester Stallone? And then I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking Frank Stallone. Sly's brother, who never could become a thing. There's a lot. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of fat jokes. In I, Italian I compared jokes. this to, uh, I wrote down sour beer. Oh, interesting. In that beer is naturally, you know, not supposed to be sour. But if you're going for a sour beer, like a very small segment of the society will like it, but most will be like, no. And that's what I figured. That's what the, I feel like this movie is going for. It's like they're trying to be a sour beer. Yeah. And that's going to be up some people's alley. But for the most part, people are going to be like, nah. Like it, it doesn't know if it's a spoof or like a satire or a but like it doesn't know what kind of movie it wants it's all to of be. It. It's all it's trying to just things. be. It's just throwing everything at the wall. And with the storybook ending like that completely, I was like, I don't know why you needed to have this storybook opening and closing. with What, the what about the dude, like the henchman that's like a cross dresser and oh, just dressed as yeah, everyone that he's David following that around? Russo. What they the never fuck was happening? Like, why was he dressed like Eddie McDowell? They never did anything with that. Dude, and David Caruso <laughs> played Kit Kat and, and he would. Ju- so there was that one time he dressed up like Bruce Willis and he was doing the same pantomimes and then he dresses like a statue he dresses like he has no lines i'm like what the fuck is going on with this character david curtis he dresses as the girl at one point i think he's like trying to mirror people or blend in or reply i thought he was like they would make it like he replaces them but they never never explained (laughs) it it makes no sense bruce willis steals something at some point like he's gonna do something with it and they never do anything with it i also just didn't understand the plot like why are there it's a mess the C, like, what's the CIA? Like, why are there so many bad guys in this? I don't understand. There's the mob. Everyone. There's rich billionaires. There's the CIA. She's an undercover nun working for the Vatican. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so Leonardo da Vinci finds this. Did he find this ancient uh, thing? Well, he came up but with. He a, built it. Yeah, he came made a machine that turns lead into gold. So he created those crystals. Yes, I think so he did. it's not ancient. Ancient is like uh, that, that's like around the time that America was discovered. It's that's like not 500 ancient. years old. Yeah, so I they mean, kept on saying ancient. Yeah. Number one, that pissed me off. I'm like, it's not ancient. Uh, number two, I'm like, does anybody know about time here? Then they said they said it's 400 years in the future from when that happened. And that was like 1981. So the movie's supposed to take place in 1981. They keep talking about Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't come out to like the mid eighties. Oh, that's a good point. And like his bar has been taken over by like yuppies and and those types. Right, and everything's changed. Yeah, that was then, weird. Then like the whole plan of the bad guys is like we're gonna take gold, we're gonna flood the market, and we're gonna make money useless. I'm like, well, what about your money? Is yeah. your money gonna be useless? <laughs> the plan doesn't make any sense. How are you getting world domination with what are gold? You doing? And How are you dominating the world? I didn't even take it all that seriously because I was like, I don't think this movie even gives a shit about its plot. So. <laughs> You know, I just I was like, this movie I'm not even gonna put thought into like if anything makes sense because the movie doesn't. That's not the intent of this movie. What this about the Nerf gun bomb? Oh, that bomb is on his head, and, and Danny Elves like they just keep using that thing. He's gonna have a migraine. <laughs> this Danny Elves like, and then he explodes. A rocket launcher with a suction cup on the end. Yeah, of I mean, there's it. a good so death stupid. count in this movie. Like, less oh, people yeah. die in various ways, but it's just wow. Wow, I mean, it's uh, I don't like even. They were in Italy. Yeah, they it, were like Rome they, looked good. Italy looked good. Like the shots were cool of the yeah. Italy. But uh, it's just a weird fucking movie. It is so weird. It it is strange. I mean, it is 
a one of a kind film. I'll tell you that. It's fucking. <laughs> I mean, weird. Oh, yeah. I've not seen anything like this. The- and especially when you throw in the fact that like Bruce Willis decided this is the movie he wants to do. Yeah. It was his idea. Everything he could have done. This yeah. is Bruce Willis after two diehards at the possibly the height of his career, right? And he and they and they let him do this. It was kind of a vanity project. And yeah, he's like so proud of this film before it's going to come out. So a little behind <laughs> the scenes uh, stuff from what the fuck happened here. Apparently, from uh, Stephen D'Souza, the writer, he says Bruce took over the whole movie. Uh, he started rewriting it and directing it. He says, the studio flew me over to Italy. I was there for five weeks. Every day I'd say, has he stopped rewriting? And they'd say no. And there was no way I was just going to pull the pencil out of his hand. Uh, and uh, that caused the budget to balloon. The The shoot in Italy and Hungary took 106 days uh, because the Italian, the crews, the Italian crews do not work after 5 p.m. They're just done at 5 p.m. Sharp. Right. So basically, Bruce Willis would just, he would rain rough shot over the director, telling him what to do. And uh, his ego kind of killed this whole fucking project. Where, wins the Razzie for worst picture of the year that year, but it goes on to kind of be a cult hit. And there is a, again, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, like a movie that is so bad that it's good. There is a way to enjoy watching this fucking train wreck because there is fucking insane ridiculous shit happening for no reason so i think sometimes when it's aware of himself where, where it's aware of itself that's and, when it works uh and it's doing it in a very obvious way it works but when it becomes like hard to die to see if it's like if they're are, what are they are they really going for something here or what are they doing like it, you're sometimes it's so muck murky that you don't know like if they even understood what they were doing yeah it, it feels like to me first off i'll say on Letterboxd, this movie gets actually some decent praise, uh, not like horribly. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people look at it and they go, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Like I just enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the silliness of it all. But as far as like this movie, it seems like the in the way that it like was, was at least in my interpretation, it seemed like they were just like ad-libbing and doing well, a lot of like ma- stuff yeah, on set. They were set. making like, shit up as they were because going Because the way things flow, Clearly. Uh, the way things flow in this movie like it winds and turns so much that it actually doesn't flow at all. Like it's just, uh, it's just like a, a, a bunch of scenes stitched, stitched together yep. with this weird plot. It reminds me a lot of Batman and Robin. Yeah. I can it's see like, that. Like intentionally bad. And then, but it's, you're supposed to be like, Oh, we're going to do this intentionally campy movie, but people are going to love it. And then the, people are like, what? It wants to it? be in on the joke and it's not in on the joke. Right. Like, but and it's also something that costs a lot of money, has big talent in it. And it doesn't yeah. quite work. And to, I mean, and you know, Annie McDowell is fine with what she had. I did. She was making fucking dolphin noises at one point, And she's like, what does oh, the yeah, color blue taste like? I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? Richard E. Grant, Sandra Bernhard, so over the top. Like, it's kind of fun to watch them be just ridiculous. If I wanted to watch, like, Bugs Bunny, I'd watch Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a good point. I don't, need, I don't need Bruce Willis doing his best Bugs Bunny impersonation. <laughs> he does seem like he's having fun. Him and Danny Aiello seem like they're having fun making this. But, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it just, I'm sure even, I, even at its time when it came out, people were like, yeah, this isn't what I imagined I want to see Bruce Willis doing. Yeah, this is what happens when you give him all the money and let him do whatever he wants. No, I think it's just Bruce Willis wanted to do... He didn't want to just be an action star. Yeah. He wanted to do 
a myriad of different things. Yeah. He he considered himself, and he is a, like a real actor, and he wanted to try different things. And this this one was a big swing and a <laughs> fucking miss. It was a big swing. How about uh, Bunny ball balls? And then the dog's got his balls, and he's like, "I think Bunny's got today's ball balls." It's the dog got his balls, and then and he talks about that's the, like the only action he's gotten in a year. Uh, oh yeah, oh, he, yeah. He goes, "Oh, Bunny, don't stop. You were great." come back i was like what is happening and then when he fights the bad guy at the end and it's just like a complete cartoon fight where he's like stuck going forward and backwards and he's getting repeatedly punched in. oh it's just like what the fuck the fuck the, fuck? the whole time but it's a, it's a cartoon it's a cartoon it, 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 it's a cartoon with violence just put on screen yeah it's it's literally bugs bunny Put on screen. Why does it work in other movies and not in this one? Like what yeah, is that's, it? That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to pinpoint too. Is why, like I think I think you met kind of hit on it earlier. I don't think this movie really has an angle. Yeah, like all those movies, the ones that really work, like Airplane and Austin Powers and like Naked Gun and all those, those work because there's they're clearly making fun of something. Yeah, a specific. This, thing. this one is just like we're gonna make fun of everything. It's it's kind of unfocused. Yeah, if they just dug in on the one thing, and I think it's also a tone thing too. Yeah, it's like yeah. knowing the tone and keeping the the fact. Yeah, you're watching. You're not really watching a real movie. You're watching a a comedic film. But then there's scenes right. where he's like serious and like they're trying to do serious acting, right? And it just totally doesn't fit. I'm like, no, no, get back to the fucking slapstick. What are you doing? Maybe. Do you think that? Okay, what if this is it? I don't think that the movie works. You're going to have action and kind of serious stuff like people like being blown up and shit like that. And the, and the, and the, the kind of uh, thriller aspect of a, of a heist or something, all that stuff going on. And all of a sudden you, you break into some like crazy slapstick shit. So what if they played it straight? Like what if they made it a black comedy? Where you still kind of had some jokes in there, but they're but you're not like everybody's playing it straight. Like Imran's favorite movie of all time. Which one? Which one is Idi- that one? What? Which one? Uh, not Idiocracy. Not idiot- the one. Yeah. Uh, the one. The Quentin Tarantino, but not him. Oh, True Romance. True Romance. That's more of a dark, that, like black yeah, comedy. Yeah, right? it is like a dark black comedy. If they took it seriously, yeah, they were taking it really seriously, but the shit was going on was pretty funny, right? But uh, I think that could work. I think that. It could work in that in wet, or they, they go that. they go the other way and they spoof like the Rat Pack buddy comedies that they made back in the sixties, right? You you do a spoof of that with these guys because they were clearly channeling that kind of shit. They were they, doing like Abbott and Costello yeah, shit, yeah, and like yeah. Looney Tunes shit. Somewhere, yeah, they yeah. were like, I mean, the you know, right in the right away, they're sneak across the building, and Danny Aiello's character throws like the 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 whatever the hell they use to jump across the life preserver. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh damn it. <laughs> he's not- like, What'd you do that for? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they could have played up that more like the Abbott and Costello type stuff. That would have been, yeah, that would have been they, something. They, they, it was, they went like everywhere. <laughs> they, they decided to do everything. They, they just, they decided to have 20 bad guys named them after, uh, food, candy or bars, after, like, candy bars for some reason. <laughs> makes no sense. It, you know, the, 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 I think their brother and sister are like dominatrix thing going on. Oh, did you see those know. pictures that That's came up? That's what I'm up? talking about. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. What? There was pictures? 
Yeah, the, the pictures. It's like of her and him, and he's like dressed in domination. Oh almost. my god! Oh, that's one right. In the, when they were flipping through the slideshow, there was yeah. the one there. he's like, that's "Oh, right. what the fuck?" Sorry. She's singing "I Got the Power," which is so dated and like this very early '90s, late '80s. Uh, yeah, it's just it just wasn't it wasn't for me. All right, let's <laughs> rate the movie, Anthony. <laughs> final thoughts. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, two out of ten. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Okay. It's one of the, I mean, but it, it's like, it's a real, it's a film, but it's like intentionally trying to be bad, but it doesn't entertain me. So when it's intentionally trying to do something stupid, but isn't like so stupid that I laugh, that makes it like awful for me. I, I could, I almost thought about turning it off. Oh God, I, it's it's not long, but it kind of feels longer than so it an, feels hour long. It's an hour forty. It's an hour forty. Should hour be like 40. an hour twenty. <laughs> Rugs, uh, give it a number. What do you think? I don't know. I have some nostalgic reasons. I mean, I saw this in a dorm room when it came out on video, uh, probably stoned, and I, th- I thought it was terrible then. <laughs> I did not want to watch it again, but I did laugh at that last joke for some reason. I was like, Would you fucking how the believe fuck it? is this guy still alive? He comes up, he's still alive. He felt the car exploded. And, yeah, Bruce Willis is just like, yeah, uh, sure, that's what happened. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! They totally know that they just they need to end this movie. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, three point five. I don't know. Uh, it's bad. It's really, really it's bad. bad. I look. I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a four. It's not a good movie, but there was parts of me just howling at how fucking bad it was. Right. So it was entertaining on some little level, and having not ever seen it, I was like, just any movie that makes me go, what the. F- fuck is going on and these <laughs> lines and so there was some fucking crazy it's zany and silly and just but it's so bad and it could have been they just focused on a thing and, uh, you know could have been 10 times one thing he tried like you said he swung big completely fucking missed the thing but jb robinson thank you for picking this movie thank what, you what number did you give again four four i'm gonna give it a four but there's there's, there's some entertaining things like I can laugh at how bad it is. So at least there was that, and uh, but it's one of those things where it's like I can't even laugh. That's why I'm giving it such a low score. It's like it's not even those where it's it's so bad it's good. It's like they're trying to be bad. Are, yeah, but that, that mm. makes it worse for me when it's tr- when it's trying to be like a, a thing. Like it's not like Wolf Cop, right? Or uh, um, what's like an intentionally like a movie that was like it's so good it's so bad it's you know it's good type thing we can like Tammy and the T-Rex or something yeah like th- those Street are like trash? it's so bad that, it's that good but bad. like this is but this is like it's trying to be do something here it just doesn't hit no it's got like star power and money invested yeah. in it and Joel Silver and they couldn't get yeah it's got Joel Silver snorting coke and like, like it's shot mostly money well. at it but it's yeah, edited that, weird. This was this was too much coke for Joel. Oh well, my god! I, well, it's one of those things where, yeah, you have like the the, the star of the movie running it, and that's not what you want to happen. No, that's never good, and it always ends in disaster. Uh, oh. Jamie Robinson, thanks for your support. Thanks for being in the movie. Let us know your favorite parts and uh, your your fever for this movie. I feel like he does really enjoy this movie, but and there's a way. There's a way to enjoy it. Just you gotta be in a certain state of mind. Okay, let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. 
stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got one thing uh, in YouTube Nation from listener Jose Ibarra, who is uh, been a longtime listener, and he's turned me personally on to cool stuff. Like his recommendations are always on point. This one is very interesting. He posted uh, an article about this Indian Bollywood action movie called RRR. He says, has anyone seen RRR? I didn't expect it to go as hard as it did, but I'm so glad it did. It's amazing. Something for everyone. Awesome over-the-top action for Rugboy. Intriguing plot and cinematography for Anthony and jacked shirtless brown guys for Imran. <laughs> Thank you for spelling that out. Uh, this is a three-hour Bollywood action musical that uh, that I watched this trailer. I'll put it in the show notes. Reminds me that some of the action reminds me of 300. There's a lot of the Zack Snyder slow motion in the middle of a guy jumping in the air with a spear or a bicycle. Or uh, but the action seems crazy. And I have not seen a Bollywood movie since I was a kid. I used to watch the shits all the time. My parents would rent them. So you're you're into representation, but won't watch movies from the country. I, you that- know what? I probably should. I know there's a couple <laughs> other good ones. Like, but they don't make movies. They they never uh, see them. They make the thing is they make the same movie over and over again, which I find fascinating. Like they don't have genres, right? You never. I don't. They're never gonna make like a, a sci-fi or a horror movie or a straight fantasy. It's always the same fucking movie. There's always gonna be action. There's gonna be romance is going to be singing and dancing this one is set in pre uh in like british colonial india so they're fighting you know the british are the bad dudes before they got their independence uh and it's kind of like an indian face-off uh crazy with two big stars uh i don't know what do you guys think does this pique your interest at all it is long but i'm kind of curious i think i may watch this would you commit to a three-hour bollywood movie no no anthony i mean no no not at all (laughs) I'll watch the action sequences. Not even if it was like an amazing, over the top, crazy ass action movie. Maybe if if it was uh, if it was lockdown season, oh, I would commit to anything. Yes, but no, not not now, not during the summer. <laughs> there, there, not during the no. summer. No, no, I'm watching things I want to watch, or I'm or we're getting paid to watch. Yes, I see, I see what you're saying. Uh, Why don't you watch it and let me know how much you love it? I will check it out. But, I mean, the cinematography looks great. Some of these fucking stunts look crazy. Like, these Bollywood movies have come a long way since I was a kid watching. Um, um, do do uh, Pakistani people like Bollywood? They do. They, they do. And it's still, like, it kind of takes over. Cause I don't think, Are they in Urdu or not? Yeah, they're either in Hindi or they'll be dubbed in Urdu and there's subtitles. Uh, so this one, I think, is in is in Hindi. Uh, but they have Urdu ones too. This one's in Telugu. Oh, it's in Telugu. Oh, there. Yeah, oh. Pakistan doesn't has a, doesn't have a movie industry. They do make a lot of soap operas and TV shows. Uh, but it. India's got the lockdown on the movie. But holy crap! If you just scroll real quick and check out some of these scenes, like it's crazy. So, uh, sh- oh no, it's Hindi. Sorry, it is in Hindi. Okay, shout out to Jose Ibarra though, because he has never he has never pointed me wrong. So I'm gonna check this out. I'll report back. This is long. Uh, okay, let's get into some what are we watching, guys? What did everybody watch? Let's start uh, Miss Marvel Episode 2. Have we all watched that? Yeah. I did watch that, Okay. Yes. Spoiler Wow, what do you think two episodes in, uh, Anthony? I love it so far. Right? It's still I great. Think it's, I think it's really good. I enjoy, I enjoy that there's a little bit of mystery at the end of the second episode. 
Um, yeah, I really have no complaints. I, I, I'm, I'm really am enjoying it. The second episode continued to be charming, and they did more like a slice of life. You get to know Kamala and all these people. They dealt with so many things, so many like specific things, and then enhanced the mystery so well. The writing is great, and it's crazy because it is specific, but it's also universal at the same time. Somehow they nailed that, and that's really hard to do. Rugs, what do you think? Is it still clicking for you? Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I liked it. I was like, I thought it was weird that her mom was like, yeah, go to a party. No problem. Oh, now like, she's after, okay like, the, with the party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, complete 180, like on that. That Zoe's but, um, house or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to, we, we need her to go to a party so she can meet this guy. So, uh, let's just, you know, yeah. but, uh, other than that, I thought it was actually pretty good. You know, she, they, they, you she know, yeah. Seems to drive fine now, you know, but. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, well, she's got that nice car and she got the lesson. I'm Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Kamran, you, Kamran yeah. is going to be a bad dude. I felt I, I liked the little uh, Pakistani click thing. Oh, was that nice, was like, great. You got like that. the mosque bros and the pious dudes, and then the Illuminantes. Uh, <laughs> but they, yeah, that was cute. That yeah. was cute. No, they did some great, like really specific things. Even for me, like the point of view of the women praying in the mosque, always at the back of the mosque. They always put them in the shitty part of the mosque where you can't hear. That is fucking dead on. And I never actually saw what happened back there. So like when they're back there, I was like, oh, this is what it looks like back there. My whole life. That the the friend is really cute. Nakia. Yeah. yeah. And another great line where she's talking about how the hijab gives her purpose. And so this accomplishes two things, right? It's explaining to audiences why certain Muslim women choose to wear the hijab, what it does for them, but also immediately it is a metaphor for Kamala and her powers and her embracing mm-hmm. her power. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant writing. Like they well, so good. I like that they the the mystery around Kamala's great grandmother yeah. is kind of tied to the partition of India. Oh, there was all this partition talk, which was also but, crazy. But I like that they they throw it in yeah. there. But again, they don't they don't beat you over yeah. the head with it and go. Someone goes, "Hey, what's what a partition?" Whoa. Yeah, they don't have like the white character come in. What is that? And then they explain it. They just kind of throw it yeah. in there, and you're just like. Either you know that that happened or you don't. And if you don't know, like, we're moving on. People are going to look up the partition is when in Pakistan formally broke away from India after the India, uh, India ousted the British with Gandhi and uh, there's another dude. And is the reason why we're not sure how old my mom is exactly. We have no idea because she was. Britain really fucked that up. Yes, because my <laughs> mom was born somewhere in India. And then I don't know how old she was. If she was a baby, she doesn't remember when the partition happened. They all had to move. There's no records. There's no birth certificate. They just made up a, a, a year and a month when she had to go to school to make it to fit. So she literally does not know how old she is. It's fucking crazy. Oh wow! We have to cut her open and count the rings. It's the only way <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna know. But yeah, man, wonderful things. And my boy Azar Osman gets a funny line about. Did someone say ice cream pizza? So that was funny. And she almost kills a fucking civilian on her first fucking go. It's great. Her learning her powers was great. It's good stuff. Uh, I found this article. This is weird. Miss Marvel, according to Samba TV, who tracks streaming viewers, has the lowest uh, five-day viewership of any Disney Plus series so far. They're saying in the first five days, only 775,000 U.S. households watched the premiere of Miss Marvel for comparison the five day of WandaVision was 1.6 million people. Falcon and Winter Soldier, 1.8 million. Loki, 2.5 million. 
Hawkeye goes back down to 1.5, Moon Knight 1.8, and Kamala Khan not even hitting a million, which is a shame because like this is a really good show. They're doing a really good job. I, well, I think I think one factor in that though is I think the marketing has intentionally been this way. It it's definitely targeting kids, a younger yeah. market. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely yeah. more a this is closer to a, a like a Disney Channel sure, show than it sure. is a, a you know a more mature Marvel show that a lot of the audience the the age a lot of the the majority of the Marvel audience probably is. They point out that the episode was a hit with uh, twenty to twenty four year olds. They were watching at the highest rate. And it drew a more diverse audience. But you're what about yeah. uh forty nine year old uh Pakistani oh, men? One hundred percent. Uh they are <laughs> I'm pumped. They're pumped. Yeah, me too. Oh, I wanted to mention I didn't mention this last week. Uh Disney Plus is not available in Pakistan, turns out. Oh. Ironically, right? So the show is getting a theatrical release over in Pakistan. Oh, wow. Which that's great. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. They're gonna do all six episodes in a movie theater? I th- yeah, I think that? they did like a premiere with the first couple and then they'll do another premiere with three. Well, the Bollywood movie six hours long. Yeah, if it's they're going to sit three hours of RRR, <laughs> which came out in the theaters. It's a fucking three-hour movie. They got no problem. But I like that they'll get to see it and, and I think that audience will love it. But fuck, man, great writing. They're nailing it so far. Can't wait to see where it goes. Okay. Uh, Obi-Wan episode five. We're at the penultimate. I should have given a spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Anybody, you guys watch that? You catch up? Yeah, I saw it. I did. You yes. did. All right, Rugs. Let's start with you this time. Uh, any, any thoughts? I called Quick it. Thoughts. I mean, it wasn't that much to call, but I told you from the beginning that Reva was really one of those younglings yeah. that was trying to uh, backstab Vader. Yeah. And Vader basically uh, was like, for some reason, leaves her alive for no apparent reason. Anakin and, has stabbed her twice so far. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> once when she was little, so like he failed at killing her twice. Yeah. And then left her alive again. Um, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the strange decision to have uh, the Anakin flashback when he's uh, fighting Obi Wan. We- yes, this is weird. Take place at that time. So because yes, there was a don't jump in here. <laughs> like um, there was a time after the Clone Wars before Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith. Where Anakin was a much older, and uh, you know, would have made more sense to do it during that time than when he's a young Padawan and he doesn't look like one at all. It's just just strange. Like I'm supposed to believe that this is the same person that fell in love with with uh, with Padme and secretly married her. It's like this guy looks like he's you know. In, at least in his late 30s. Anthony, that flashback was supposed to take place before episode two when Anakin is about 20 years old. Okay. Mm. They did not de-age him. I thought they were going to de-age him and I was really confused as to, wait a minute, when is this happening? Is this in his mind? Why does he, did he, how did he look? He looked old. He did not look like he was in his 20s in that flashback. I think they just used makeup. Yeah. It was they bad. Didn't, uh, they didn't do the de-aging technology. I have... Uh, we're going to review this in full next week, yep. right? Next week is the last okay. week, so we'll do so the I'll just episode. say a couple things and then leave it at that. I have now turned on the show. I don't like oh, it. Oh, no! I don't like oh, it at all. Shit. <laughs> I don't like. I don't hate it as much as I don't like... Bo- I didn't like Boa Fett, but I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, two... A th- couple things. One, 
Reva's character, not interesting at all. The whole show is based around her, even though this show is called Obi-Wan yeah, and it sucks because yeah. she's not good. Uh, two, the staging of a lot of these sh- scenes are just insane to me. I mean, we're, uh, we talked about the, the chase scene with the little girl that's staged horribly. Uh, there's a scene here last week or two weeks ago. There's a scene where they're sneaking out and uh, out of the base and she's just she's in his trench coat. Yes! And it's just like there's a person there. Yeah. Why does no one see that? In this episode, couple, there, six episodes in, we're five episodes in. There's two episodes that revolve around capturing Leia and getting her back. Yeah. So you're, you're recycling that plot twice in six up five episodes. Another thing in this specific episode, they're bombing that fucking fortress door yeah. to get yeah. in. Then Reva's character just takes her lightsaber and opens it. Why didn't she just do that? Why didn't she just do that from the beginning? Why didn't she just do that from the beginning? What is going on? Uh, And uh, and then thirdly, you mean to say that that ship goes out the top, right? First off, like just because they can get in a ship and go out the top doesn't mean like does the Empire not have ships to just shoot that Mm -hmm. down? Secondly, Darth Vader sees it. Pulls it down with the force. Okay, that was cool. badass. But he doesn't see that there's another ship right there when he walks in. He's so distracted by the ship up there that he doesn't see another probably gigantic ship Vader. right there. <laughs> Vader's like, oh, and how do me. they know? How do they know when he walks in? Like the way this is going to work is we're going to send one ship up at the exact time he walks in. He's going to see that, be distracted. And then we're going to get the other ship up. Like, how does it? What? Those are all good valid points. It, it, this is a horribly staged show. Valid points. Okay. Horribly Here's staged Here's what I'll show. say about episode five. I thought it was a little bit better. I did like fucking Vader dual wielding lightsabers. That shit was fucking dope. I wanted to see wanted to see that for a long time. The fight with Revo was pretty good. Uh, but it's the, the writing. It's the writing. This, it should be, they should have just gave us a Darth Vader show. Like, it's, the show is not about Obi-Wan. No. It, and it, there was so much you could mine, uh, with Obi-Wan and, and give us, but I don't know why it's called. It should have been, just give us a Darth Vader show. Uh, he's, he's kind of stolen the show. Uh, the flashback, while awkward, I did appreciate how it, like, tied into, like, what he did. And the fact that Vader is just this impetuous, person who just can't control his temper and he's hot-headed like i kind of love that fucking vader they just do things the vader stuff's fine just like they do stuff that's so dumb that like it insults the people that are watching it sometimes a little bit like when fucking obi-wan gives his shit with the communicator the communication from fucking bail organa on it yeah like it how dumb are you to do that? Like that shit's going to get, someone's going to fucking see that shit. Well, and, see, and then yeah. how dumb is Bail Organa for telling them of talking about the kids like on open air. He even says, it. he's like, I know you told me not to communicate with you, but what about Darth Vader's kids? Like you're saying, so, it's so like, blamely. Reva knows something that Vader still doesn't know and doesn't find out for like another, like 10 years or something. Like that's weird. That's kind of weird. Also, what's her plan? Why didn't she just kill him already? She had several times that she was with him that she could have just killed him. Well, yeah, they, well, this is the thing. is like they're doing this stuff. As I said, they're not writing this stuff like it would actually happen. And no one's doing things. They're just doing things to cr- trying to create tension. So they want Reva to find that thing so they could be like, oh, what's going to happen next? She's like, not dead. Is, 
you know, you know. so it it's just like very transparent. Sean Chandler pointed this out, and I, and I think this is one of the big things that's really dragging this show down, is this wasn't originally supposed to be a movie. Oh, right. So I think it was supposed to be like a two and a half, two hour movie, and it's clear that they're just stretching everything from a movie to a TV show, and they just don't have six episodes worth of content. A lot of padding. Lot they don't, they of don't have filler. enough. So they're this, that's why you get a, a recycle of Leia getting captured episode where they have to go in and infiltrate to get Leia out twice. Twice, which is also what Star Wars, how Star Wars starts. Same exact situation. It's, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars, though. So they yeah, do. It's always like we have to go inside to infiltrate yeah. to get that thing that's to get out do. of this. I mean, I did. Appre- I like that moment where Reva finally and that's tells. Why, and that's why Star Wars sucks. <laughs> that's why you love it and you hate it. It's, it's the same fucking thing. But yeah, they're mining the same shit over and over again, right? It's like it's stuck in the past. I liked when Reva finally came clean with Obi-Wan and told her, told him the whole thing. Like, that was a good moment. You were like, oh shit, that was her, and she wants to kill fucking Vader. Wait, but she tells him around like thirty-five stormtroopers. Yes, they don't hear right that. there. Nobody heard that. I mean, they got one episode left, so next week we will review. We'll do, we'll do the yeah, finale we'll in the whole season. I don't know how they're gonna wrap this up to be anything satisfying, but I feel like I expected more. I don't think it's a dumpster fire. Everybody says it is, but I do think that people deserve better than this. Like they deserve better than to watch kids outrun people that are bigger like for no apparent reason like people do stupid things just to drive the plot forward or trying to create some kind of it's just so transparent like we deserve better than this like i don't know and that's what's so frustrating is it looks great the ewan mcgregor's great the directing is pretty good well what this movie should be really a movie sorry tv show it should be like fucking obi-wan is like clint eastwood getting on the saddle again yeah and he's like, he doesn't know if he's got it, which they're trying to do, but they're not really focusing on it. He's like, he doesn't know if he's got it anymore. He doesn't know if he can actually be a, a great Jedi anymore. He doesn't know if he's the warrior that he used to be. But like slowly, he like finds his confidence again. And they like somewhat touch on that, but then they're so focused on Reva and yeah. making Darth Vader look cool again that Leia. it's like yeah. they're just totally sidelining what the show really could be. That's my two cents. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, there's make Obi Wan the gunslinger again, but instead it's like we want to do these other things, and we want to have children hiding in a trench coat in the middle (laughs) of the Empire, where no one can see that the child is in the trench coat. He should be trying to get over his trauma, right? They should they should have just with that trench coat. See, that was Episode Four, I think. They should have just had him sit on her shoulders, like like Austin Powers movie style. I was like, if, you're gonna, if, you're, if you're gonna go that zany with it yeah get bruce willis to write this shit <laughs> bruce willis can, can make a good obi-wan not episode. as bad as boba fett but it's getting there for me yeah yeah it's getting there i don't know we'll see how it ends i've, I've the, taken a hard turn on this fucking, show the writing is all over the place it's just yeah yeah and i you know the loader droid sacrificed himself i missed the low and what's your name one more thing i have yeah. one more thing oh my god okay one more thing sorry does Star Wars just not respect its fans to keep putting out garbage like this? Uh, I've seen that sentiment uh, around quite does, a bit. Does Star Wars think its fans are that stupid? Maybe their fans are that stupid, because what what the fuck is this? The fans are some of the people who, who are the most critical and uh, of any of this. But How can you stage action scenes the way they're staging they're tell And they're telling, they're showing the fans things that like we kind of already knew also and not adding anything. How, how do you have a scene where... where 
Darth Vader can force move things, but then the fire pops up in front of him, and he's like, eh. Yeah, whatever. I can't get to him now. I can't get to him now. And he's a little bit overpowered <laughs> by pulling that ship down. Like, I don't know if he was that, because that, he, he was that powered at that point. Yeah, they never show him, like, showing any weakness either. Like, after he does something like that, like, I remember in the other, the prequel movies when Yoda would do some shit, like, he would be visibly tired right. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that motherfucker pulled down a ship. Yeah, no problem. Now I'm supposed to believe that he can't kill people if they get like, yeah. I don't, I just, you saw Ray do that in um, the the last movie, I think, right? Oh, I guess. Oh, maybe she I did. Forgot yeah, she happened. pulled the ship that, or she picked up rocks. Well, she didn't rip it open and shit, but yeah. she stopped it from taking off. I'd like to forget that I spent any time in the movie theaters <laughs> watching those movies. Uh, I want a Darth Vader show. Fuck Obi-Wan. Just give me a Darth Vader show. What are you doing? That's what everybody wants to see. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we we'll, will. We'll, we'll dissect. Maybe it'll turn itself around in one episode. Well, maybe. Probably not. I also, I, I heard it. rumors that it will be like a longer episode, maybe possibly a movie length episode, which I think it needs at this point because there's still a lot of things going on, yet nothing going on. Same shit every week. So. What if it's the shortest episode that there is? Oh God, don't do that. Did they do that with Boba Fett? Was that the one? Yes. No, no, I, that was uh one sorry, of the shows. that was uh no no it was the the Disney it was uh, Moon Knight. Oh, the last episode of Moon Knight was, was the shortest, was the shortest out yeah. of uh, all the last episodes. Even though you had like seven angles going on. <laughs> well, they rush things at the end, so we'll see if they can they slow do. it down. Uh, Rugs has not caught up on the boys yet, so I have not no. seen the fifth episode okay, either. Okay, so five or the fourth episode, episode either. Or the fourth uh, three. Episode. Okay. So there's three more left, so it's uh, powering through. It has been renewed oh, for, for season The fifth four. episode came out this week. Yes, fifth episode. Okay, I've and seen then, four. Yeah, and then six will come out this week. Uh, it will come back for one more season. It got renewed for season four, so good. Nice. For the boys, and we will review that when everybody's caught up. Uh, last thing, out this week, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is, is, will be on streaming. will be on Disney Plus this week, June 22nd. The Whoa. day this show posts, I think, so you can watch it again. I'll watch it again. We'll be good to watch. And uh, that's going to do it. Rugs, where can people find you online? Really Rug Boy on Twitter. Come follow me. And you can find that link and links to everything in our show notes at our website. Visit it. But the most important thing, listener, share the show. Spread it around. Text it to a friend. Text it to someone who uh, likes Hudson Hawk and they can tell us why. <laughs> uh, this thing's, this I thing's, feel like Jamie Robinson liked it. I think he does like the movie. I don't want to know. His tell thoughts. Us why. Yeah. Tell us why. We will share it next week on the show. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't give a shit.